um, great suit. Is that an Armani? Yes, yes it is. Well, I thought so. So what do you do? I'm a suit salesman. Would you excuse me? I cut my foot before and my shoe is filling up with blood. everybody, welcome to Generation Lost, the show about movies with Bryn and also with Jeremy. That's right, we're here uh, <laughs> in the pod zone. In the dungeon of podding. In the in the, the old uh, the old studio, back in action. It feels back. like a really long time since we've done this alone. Yeah. Cause it, we've it, had guests for a it's while. It's been now. Alex and, and CW, so yeah, I'm like, the energy is like, hey, what's up? <laughs> yeah, and like in addition to that, my brain is just like, sandpaper right now right. because i've just been like i mean i've been working all week i i'm like you're getting uh, ready I'm, for the holidays i'm getting ready for the holidays I'm, I'm about to go and drive to st louis it's gonna be i mean when you're hearing this i'm already dead uh, <laughs> <laughs> if you're hearing this jeremy I'm, I'm, is no more i'm already i'm already in st louis i've driven for two days been hit by an amazon fulfillment truck <laughs> <laughs> my family and i are are bled out on the side of, <laughs> of a highway yeah nico is an orphan now <laughs> yeah he even, survives he yeah. survives well even in this even in this horrible fantasy yeah. i don't want to kill the baby no, no no of course he survives he's like picked up by the firefighter and, and like, he's like yeah i'll take you home <laughs> and he's raised by like a long island fireman yeah but he somehow gets like a more italian name so he's like i'm gonna name you guido <laughs> <laughs> or no <laughs> it just matches now so it's like Nico Giovanni Rabisi. <laughs> <laughs> Your new last name is Wapatini. <laughs> Nico Wapatini. <laughs> Magabagoop. <laughs> Magabagoop Chiliano. <laughs> and he's and racist. He, anyways, yeah, well, of grows, course he, he is. He has that racist. voice. <laughs> well... Yeah, that's how he talks later in yeah. his life when he grows up. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, now that you're dead and the co- and the I'm podcast dead, yeah. is over, and, and the podcast is over, and uh, and nobody ever finds us. By the way, <laughs> 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 the firefighters just leave the truck. <laughs> they just leave us burning. on the side of the road. Yeah, burning. They don't even put it out. They're like, Your why bother? Dental. <laughs> like pull him aside and be like it's, it's not christmas <laughs> it's that it's thanksgiving he's it's, what shut shut up shut your face you know he's he's ever since the ever ever since that that beam fell on his head at that one fire he just ain't been all day he's, <laughs> he's close though <laughs> at least he doesn't think it's the solstice or yeah something. <laughs> he's not too far off i mean like it's next month give him a break <laughs> He's only a couple years from retirement. We gotta just let him let him just have this. Give Vincent Nadoltiano a break. Nadoltiano. Oh yeah, that's right. So anyway, so I've been packing and uh, getting ready for this road trip where I'm gonna die and uh-huh. and. <laughs> 
<laughs> Last time you went to St. Louis, you started a whole channel and, and made a whole thing about it. A YouTube what? channel. Oh, that's no. what you were like not hadn't done Neptune City yet and you were like No, that's true. That is true. I hadn't done the new show yet. But I mean I I'd been doing like, the other show. You're like I've been to St. Louis and now I'm thinking about bridges. Yeah, now I'm done. <laughs> I'm done with Europe. I'll never yeah. think about it again. Yeah. So who knows what's gonna happen. Who now knows? Now we'll just only watch St. Louis movies or something. Yeah. Maybe. There's not many. I can't imagine. There's not a lot of them. Uh uh planes, trains and automobiles, oh. I think, either is in St. Louis or nearby. Or they pass through. I think that's like a road trip movie. Yeah. It is a road trip movie, but I I feel like one of the destinations might have been St. Louis. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's not what we're here to talk about. We're here to talk about other movies. Other movies from different eras. That we watched. That we watched. And yep. Bryn, I'd love to know, what did you watch I this week? I watched <laughs> <laughs> a movie called Disney's Jungle Cruise. Jungle Cruise? Yes. Now, this movie is one... Now, is this like a jungle book? No. It's like the ride Jungle Cruise at Disneyland. I don't know that one. Okay, so there was a... It's a funny one because it's more racist than Pirates of the Caribbean. Okay. It's an Amazon Which I don't consider to be racist. I consider it to be realist. That's fair. (laughs) 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 Um, It's like... Well, okay, I should put it this way. It's like Pirates of the Caribbean. Listen, you know, the FBI crime statistics make it very (laughs) clear that... A lot of the crime in this country is done by pirates. Yeah, it's done by pirates and rapists. (laughs) Um, If you go to Chicago, you'll see. (laughs) Crawling. Crawling with pirates with eye patches, Mm -hmm. peg legs, fighting each other over doubloons. Cursed. Cursed pirates. There's parts of Chicago where, like, you're born into a pirate crew, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and there's not much you can do about that. Especially with Rico laws. Yeah, anyway. exactly. Um, but this movie is like Pirates of the Caribbean, but racist, where mm. you're uh, you are ostensibly some sort of European tourist, and a European man is telling you about all of the sights, some of which are natives blowing d- blow darts at you for some reason. Oh, it's like um, Heart of Darkness. Yeah, but it's just like a, a cruise, I guess. You're just looking at a hippos and toucans and shit. Okay. Um, and so... This movie is starring The Rock and Emily Blunt. Oh, it's new. Okay. It's from 2021. Why maybe? did you watch this? Okay. I'm a big fan of the original Pirates movie. I okay. think it's very fun. Yeah, I like it. I think I think the second one is also very fun. And I just like I had this inkling from watching the trailer. This was this is a movie that got pushed back from I believe 2020 to 2021. Okay. Um because of the pandemic. It was supposed to come out before like the tra- the original trailer came out in 2019 yeah so i was like hmm this looks like a pirate movie except it has the rock in it and it is not only is it like a pirate movie it is exactly the same they thought they could just take that magic of the original pirates movie and just hit the exact same beats mm-hmm. so what we have who is, is the rock then he's jack sparrow no yeah <laughs> 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 Which doesn't work. No. <laughs> Cuz he's nowhere near as charming. No, and he like doesn't he doesn't really play that sort of like he like there if there's anything the rock that that the rock cannot 
play is aloof. He can't be like charmingly like airheaded. Like he's right, but that's definitely what they're trying. He's to He's so like intentional. He's an intentional man. Yeah, he's very assured. Yeah, and he knows what he's doing. Um, and th- or it's like the the comedy is in like breaking that from him. Right, and he's very good at that kind of comedy. Yeah, but which it would happen sometimes. It's not the thing is is that the movie does function because uh-huh. it is almost exactly the pirates movie. In to down to like the plot. Yeah, there so give me a, like the plot beats here. There w- we open on a curse. Metallica's nothing else matters playing. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Very unclear why, it's never explained. But it is throughout the movie. Um Don Aguirre, a real guy. <laughs> who went and, you know, uh, Vern Herzog made the movie Aguirre, Wrath of God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of the best movies of all time. Mm-hmm. That's the story. Aguirre is going to find this tree that has like the tree of life or something. Okay. Uh, it heals every ailment, basically. Um, and he's going, he, the natives are like, you can't have it. You can't go in there. And he's like, well, fuck you. I'm going to kill you. And then they're like, no, we curse you. And the, the river takes them, and they're like some river curse or whatever. Okay. Fast and what does the river curse do? It makes them not be able to leave, and they're undead. They're basically exactly the same as the second <laughs> uh, Pirates movie. No, the first Pirates movie. And the second one, where they're all like attached to the I didn't the see boat. the second one, but the, I mean, it's the first one is literally that, too. It's Yes. It's, they're now attached to the river slash boat, and they're undead, and they can't leave. This is such a funny idea. It's so funny. I love that. <laughs> I, I actually really love this idea of, like, for each generation. Because, I mean, because Pirates is pretty old at this point. I mean, we were we were in, like, middle school, early high school maybe when that It came was out. 2001. 2001. It's literally 10, 20 years so, ago. So, you're, I mean, this is, this is the key, right, is, like, if you're a company like Disney and you have this much stuff to work with. Yeah. If you just like reskin stuff for every generation, right? So this yeah. is like Zoomer version of Pirates. Exactly. Oh, that's such a good idea. Yeah. And it it's okay. And so we zoom for now here's where it gets very funny. Because we zoom forward to nineteen sixteen. Interesting. A woman who is the son or the daughter of uh some explorer or whatever, she had is be- completely believes that this curse is real, that there's this arrowhead thing that this European um, like science club or whatever Darwin type club okay. is like has in their possession. She wants a grant to go to the Amazon and use this like object to find the proof of this thing that cures all disease. Uh-huh. She gets laughed or she makes her brother do another presentation he gets laughed out of the room we begin on her just stealing it and a fucking like fight like she's fighting these old british men (laughs) for this thing then we're introduced to todd from breaking bad uh jesse plemkin or whatever that guy is playing oh yeah yeah, that guy is playing uh prince wochim uh a real prussian prince who in the World War One killed mm. himself like two years after World War One. Real There's guy, a Prussian prince in this. Yeah, he's the he's a real human. Very interesting historical character. In, interesting choice because I I when you said 1916, I immediately was thinking of like, and then they cut away to Russia. Yeah, no, not no, <laughs> it's Germany, and he's like coded as a Nazi, even though he's a he's a prince. Like he's and royalty. much too early. It's much too early, but it, he's like an evil German guy. Okay. And he's the main bad guy. So he wants the, he also believes in the myth and is chasing them. So they go, they get it and they go to the Amazon to charter the rock 
to take them on a jungle cruise through okay. the Amazon to get to the thing. It's just immediately action. Like, yeah. just we start and we're going. And <laughs> Paul Giamatti is in this as an <laughs> nice. Italian guy who oh. owns all the boats. Uh-oh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's not what you do with Paul Giamatti. <laughs> He's barely in it. He's Good. just like doing a weird Italian accent. So wait, so so we're in a jungle. How does the jungle look? Awesome. Animals look good. Oh, animals look super cool. How many? How There's many? There's a pet cheetah. Is there like a canyon rope bridge situation? I don't think there's a rope bridge, but there's a lot of swinging. There's a lot of uh, swinging across canyons, but you never have like a rope bridge where like you fall through one of the boards. I don't think they actually do that. Feels like you have. to. They might do that. You it, gotta. There's do it. so much. It's so long. It's like two and a half hours. <laughs> Jesus long. Christ! No, it's probably two hours, but it's it it feels pretty long. Uh-huh. So much fucking stuff happens. Like I it I. So they get there. The, the brother comes, it's, it's the brother and sister. She's the one who's like, I wear the pants. She wears pants. This is a plot point because he calls her pants. He can't stop co- commenting on the fact that a woman is wearing pants. Uh-huh. They're in, you know, Brazil, right, is where the Amazon is. Yeah. Um, so they're in Brazil and he's like, hey, you're wearing pants. That's weird. You're not supposed to do that or whatever. And it's like this kind of girl bossy, like, yeah, but I'm the, I'm the hero of this story. Mm-hmm. And uh, so he's like just this kind of big swindler. We're opening on him where he's like taking all of these like stuffy British people and he's like has all these things set up where the boat is passing stuff and he's cutting vines and fake hippos are coming out and he's like friends with the natives and so he's paying them to like blow dart at them and make them scared and stuff and like pay for them to like go faster so they don't get killed or whatever. Uh So he's a scammer. And... uh, which it just all it it feels so wrong for the rock to be a scammer because he's like he's not conniving. Yeah, he doesn't play. It slick comes off it, well. Right, like, it comes off like he's a annoying dad who's pr- playing pranks on people the whole time. You know what it is? <laughs> it's like they tried this with that look that he had, where he had like the leather jacket and the turtleneck and the curly <laughs> hair. Like, yeah. That's like that's what the rock looks like when you try to make him be this kind of role. Right. He just he just isn't that. He's earnest. He's like an earnest He's a good wholesome guy. guy. Yeah. yeah. Um and it, it it is a constant source of friction throughout the movie. And luckily I couldn't even picture him being like a crooked cop. Right. He doesn't do like unless he was just like a violent killer and was like really serious about that. I can yeah. sort of imagine him being like uh, a cr- an army colonel who was like commanding stuff maybe but like i think that even when he was a wrestler i mean i'm no i'm no wrestling fan but i i feel like when he was a wrestler even they had trouble having him be a heel yeah. like even tough. when he was a heel it was just like every but everybody loves him Everyone like likes everybody him. everybody likes the rock <laughs> it's people like what are you doing why would you kick him oh <laughs> um but luckily halfway through the movie um, you sort of figure out his whole deal, which is that he's secretly 400 years old and was in Aguirre's uh, thing, but he was the one who, like, didn't... He, like, sort of rebelled and didn't kill the natives and, like, tried to save, mm-hmm. but he still got cursed. Okay. So now he's just, like, completely a good guy, <laughs> and so he ends up just being a good guy through the rest of the movie. Um, the other funny thing is, is that the brother is coded as gay, like okay. he has all of these like huge Louis Vuitton trunks and he's like, oh, I need my tennis rackets. Uh-huh. And then like partway through the movie, he just like says 
to the rock he's like why are you here or the rock is like why are you here and he's like well i came out as gay <laughs> and my sister was the only one who stood beside me and so i'll follow her into the ends of the earth in 1916 the rocks yes in 1916 the rocks uh, is like well cheers to that man like get the <laughs> fuck out of here <laughs> it's like weirdly too woke because it's like pirates of the caribbean has this sort of like women can be equals like johnny depp is coded queer you know there's like but it's like it's motivated you know like it's 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 motivated in in like you can understand how in the like in the world of pirates like this woman proves herself and everyone's yeah. like, all right, a woman proved herself. We have no rules. I mean, we're pirates. Come on. Yeah, you know? exactly. And, and with like Johnny Depp being coded queer, it's like, yeah, he's out at sea all he's the time with nothing but men. And like, the pirates are like, sta- like the, the movie, the original movie is like staunchly against the imperialism that her family is doing. Mm-hmm. And then like siding with the people who are like fighting against them yeah. is a part of the movie. And I mean, it's not like the most insane political statement, but that's like a it's like motivated sure and this is just feels entirely shoehorned because it's 2021 and you have to and 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 it's so funny it's so funny and (laughs) louis vuitton trunks well i don't know if they're louis vuitton but they look like those yeah yeah, they're like like, some sort of like fancy trunks and it's like 50 of them and he's in the rock is just like throwing them into the amazon (laughs) (laughs) he's like no those are my tennis rackets um he's like you can only bring like clothes and uh yeah. And you can't just like let it be at that. You know, that's the thing is it's like and it, it could have just it. been like you you there's no part of you that's looking at him with his big fancy trunks getting thrown and then being like, Oh my tennis you're none no part of you is like that's maybe not a gay character. Yeah, no, he's gay. We all get it. Yeah. But then to be like he he's explicitly gay. He says yeah. he is, and then that doesn't matter. So it's like why like he doesn't meet a guy. Yeah. He doesn't like hook up with one of the natives. Yeah. He's just gay for some reason. He and should have fucked the rock. <laughs> yeah. But no, they Emily Blunt and him end up hooking up at no, the end. No, no. Cowards. Yeah. Cowards. Make the gay guy fuck the rock. Also, then they meet the natives, finally. Uh-huh. And it's sort of like they, they, ha- they, they all, all look like the rock <laughs> no they're all obviously samoans <laughs> <laughs> they're not samoans but he's always trying to shoehorn samoans into his movies uh-huh. um but no i they just are a amazonian tribe and uh they get like a scene and then they are gone uh-huh. and we never like they go and get the big tree that cures all but there's they we don't return to them would they get the tree they find the tree, yeah, the big tree. And what happens? <laughs> At the end, uh, they basically find that it's fun. There's all these puzzles they solve to like sure, get whatever. Into yeah, the yeah. Thing. But like, what happens with the tree? The like, tr- do, do they like solve like aging or whatever? No, like- they only get one leaf, and then they basically take it back to study it. Because it's like it's because it's like you have to do it on like a moonlight that's specific, uh-huh. and then like it blooms, but then like the the Prussian prince is there and he like fucks it all up and it like kind of makes sense. Uh, so they get the one leaf to go and study it and they're going to like make, they get, they get like two, they get like one leaf to cure the rock of his curse so he can leave the Amazon and he goes back to Europe with Emily Blunt 
to like to li- fuck yeah to like live the last of his life because he's uh-huh. lived 400 years he wants to die and then they like the romance of it is that he like wants to live one more life with her uh-huh. um and then they do and they go back and they drive a a, a putt putt car or whatever uh, <laughs> a chitty chitty bang yeah bang. yeah and he's like wearing a top hat and shit. <laughs> hell yeah yeah and uh yeah and then the the his pet cheetah is like all scared of the car or whatever um also also wearing a little top hat yeah it is really crazy like that um but yeah so that's how it ends they it does it does work and then they were i guess but they don't return the the sacred MacGuffin back to the natives or anything mm-hmm. like they, there's no like wrap up of that story yeah. <laughs> they're like it, unlike pirates where it was like you're in Jamaica and that's a problem it's like the whole thing is a metaphor for like white people coming in and taking native people's technology and, and traditions and stuff and then like selling it and ruining it and being cursed and stuff and then that's just like not addressed after that <laughs> <laughs> so it's like Pirates is 20 years ago and politically much better than this. Yeah. Which is even though they are saying like women are good and gay people are accepted in 1916 for some reason. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So very bizarre reboot of Pirates of the Caribbean functionally. Yeah. Um, I really had a good time with it. I can't say it's bad. It sounds fun. I might, I honestly might watch it. It's very, it sounds very long. If you like, if you like Pirates of the Caribbean, it is just that, but a little worse and more baffling because <laughs> it's like, why is there a Metallica song in this? Why is the rock the guy? Why is, uh, you know, why is he gay? Why? But why is Jesse Plemons talking to a bee? <laughs> um, it's very bizarre. Um, I, But I wonder if we'll see more of this kind of stuff where it's just like the only media company in the world now just taking the hits they had from our childhood and then just reskinning them absolutely yes it's so it's weird. totally gonna happen this is what they're gonna do what's now. next <laughs> I, what, what were even the properties yeah what were other big disney hits from because that's the problem is there weren't a lot of hits when we were kids from from disney they had like a they had a dry spell for a little right bit and i remember that being michael eisner's big like um it was like the re-coming up of Disney. Yeah. Um, where it was like everyone was laughing at their Haunted Mansion shit because the Haunted yeah. Mansion had come out before that and they were like trying to do like, let's make our rides movies. Um, and I think there was another one too that absolutely did not work. And then after that, Tomorrowland, they tried to do that too. Yeah. And it fucking failed. Only Pirates worked. Only Pirates worked. And works. so they're like, let's not try anything new. Let's <laughs> literally do the exact same story different ride and I, I don't think it really worked because of the pandemic i haven't heard anybody talk about it i know I, it, it's fine it's a it's a totally serviceable fun little bit like you know what it is is it's it's joss whedon-y like it has a little bit of the like we know, talked about this um, jokey stuff i think we talked about this last week with um with the cowboy bebop and the anime movies and whatever yeah, that, yeah like yeah. Th- this idea of in the in in a previous age the biggest compliment you could pay to a work was i didn't know it was a book right yeah 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 and and that's what made pirates work is mm-hmm. if you had never been to disney world before that movie still works oh absolutely you know like you 
there's people who don't realize that even if you've been on the ride before, <laughs> like yeah. you may not realize like that this is based on a ride. And it's funny because me and Molly, I think even talked about this on the episode we did about mm-hmm. it. Um, there's stuff watching the original movie. You forget how much like references to the, to the ride there are uh-huh. like the, like them, like trying to get the yeah, keys the, from the, the dog yeah, yeah. and like the, they sing yo ho a couple of times the, the yeah. song that's in the, ride or whatever and it just feels so jarring because you're like oh yeah it's a ride who yeah, cares yeah, yeah. no one cares about that but stuff. there's people i mean like kids i remember watching it with my nephew once and he you know i pointed that out to him i was like oh that's from the ride and he's like ride yeah he's like, <laughs> who cares <laughs> <laughs> it's a funny scene it's funny in the ride yeah, you know like <laughs> and it's just really well done this one has stuff from the the, the ride but it's like no one has ever heard of this ride. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, I've been to Disney World. I've never heard of this ride. I think it's only in Disneyland. Oh, and it's okay. also uh, not a popular l- ride. I think it's been gone for a while, actually. They should do It's a Small World After All, where... Oh, my God. They should They do, do a movie small. where it's like it, it's The Rock, and he's like on a boat. <laughs> <laughs> and they're doing a tour of the races, and he's like pointing out all the different races. <laughs> Yeah, it's a small world is about a cursed race. (laughs) (laughs) We begin in Poland. (laughs) 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 Or no, Egypt. (laughs) Um, Yeah, farther back. Um, Yeah, I don't know how you do It's a Small World. (laughs) No, I don't think you can make a movie out of it. I think they've tried a couple of times and you have to get... You have to get through some pretty touchy stuff, I think. Yeah, it wouldn't work today. No. <laughs> anyway, what did you watch this week? Thank you for asking. I um, So after we watched Blank Man, mm-hmm. I started to uh, feel a little bit bad <laughs> about um, Damon Wayans. And I was like, man, like, I wonder if everything that he made actually sucked. Mm. And it's just my, you know, it's nostalgia, my lens. nostalgia lens that's like making any of it seem like it was ever any good. So I decided to go back and watch uh, another classic of the era, one that we were going to watch uh, for the show this month, right. uh, but then we swapped out uh, for something else to, to get a little more a variation in the month. Just because we didn't want two Wayans movies. Two Wayans movies, and then I realized also two Army movies, they would have been back-to-back. Oh, yeah. Uh, just Bill a Gump. weird, um, you know, it, it just didn't, it wasn't going to work. But I watched Major Pain. Yeah. Uh, starring Damon Wayans and um, almost nobody else. <laughs> um, yeah, I told you, I think, off mic a couple weeks ago that I watched, I remember being in the park where they were filming the the training sequence, mm-hmm. like the jumping jacks part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And my mom talked to, like, the first AD. Um, and I remember that's why I sought out this movie, like right. to watch it. I was like, "Hey, that we should go see that because we saw them <laughs> filming it, and that was like something novel." Yeah. Um, I don't know if the, anyone else knows about this movie or cares about it. I think it was. I think it was a hit among people who were kids during that time. I think mm-hmm. it did pretty well. I know people who have. It's referenced in a Kendrick Lamar song. So. Oh yeah. At the very least, some people have heard of it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> at the very least, Kendrick Lamar knows about it. Yeah. Uh, so, so folks at home, if you've never seen this movie, you've never heard of it. The movie is about uh, Damon Wayans plays a, um, a a army commando guy. He's like a special ops dude who uh, 
is just like a murder machine, like a Brock <laughs> Sampson style murder machine at the beginning of the movie. And then he uh, gets some like shore leave or whatever they call it for army guys. Sure. Uh, and he goes home and his general is like, hey, listen, uh, it's the 90s now and war is over. And we don't need any more. We don't more... need people to be going and killing Russians yeah. for no reason. So uh, you're actually out of the army now. <laughs> they kick him out? They basically are just like, look, there's nothing else for you to do. So you're going to have to like go do something else. And he's like, oh, damn. And so he tries to become a cop, but he's like too brutal for the <laughs> cops. So <laughs> they're like, look, we, gotta, we got it's you tough. a job. Uh, they send him to this like boarding school where he's going to be the ROTC leader. Okay. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the kids who are the ROTC club there are just, like, delightful little fuck-ups. They're, like, a, a very wide range of ages and races and backgrounds. <laughs> uh, and there's, like, six of them. There's not really many of them. It's just six kids at this school? Yeah, it's a very small school, it seems like. The ROTC is very, very tiny. Uh-huh. Uh, the guy who, like, runs the school is, like, this demented old man who's just, like, constantly chasing butterflies. And, like, we're supposed to think something about that, but it's not really clear what. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> But the story is pretty paint by numbers. You can pretty much guess where it goes. Is you know he's there. He, he's trying to whip, him into, whip him into shape. Uh, it's heavyweight. Yeah, it's heavyweight. It's that sort of a thing. Except um, he's lovable instead of. No, no, no. He's not lovable. He's he, he is isn't? a dis- he's a disastrously cruel man <laughs> <laughs> who's like constantly like doing really cruel things to the kids, um, but like in funny ways. And so you kind of are like laughing as he does these things, but like. So something will happen throughout the movie where like somebody will like lip off to him and then he will like be like, don't you do that? And they're like, oh, or what? And then it'll be like a smash cut to and they're getting punished in some hilarious way. Uh-huh. Like, one of the times they're like buried neck deep in mud and he's like <laughs> watering them all. And he's like, come on, my little Brussels sprout, grow. <laughs> 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 and so it's like these things that are like deeply, deeply yeah, torture, cruel, <laughs> yeah. but they're like funny because it's just like a weird image. But like a weakness that the movie has is that they never show you how he gets them into the ground. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's always a smash cut. Yeah, exactly. And then like the one time that you do see something happen, somebody takes a swing at him and fucking hits him and you're like, all right, well, so that's why you don't show it because because <laughs> otherwise like you'd have to explain like why he doesn't get hit ever. Right. Why he's able to overpower like six kids at once, you know, to get them buried, each of them <laughs> neck deep in the ground. Yeah. And they don't like gang up on him. Or yeah, something. exactly. He, like, or run away. Someone will be rebellious and then it'll be like a smash cut to like their hair is shaved. Mm. Um, so like ultimately it's like pretty zany and, and not to, you know, not breaking the mold in any major way. Sure. Uh, the things that I really like in it, uh, Damon Wayans' performance way better than in Blank Man. I believe you. <laughs> he's he's so good in this. He like it, it's interesting to see him be tough mm. because he's such a goofball. But he's really good at playing both at once. He like really rides that line really well. Right. I mean, th- what I remember him most from is "I'm Gonna Get You, Sucker," mm-hmm. where he's definitely doing that the most. Where the whole thing is that he's like a gruff guy, but it's a comedy. It's like yeah. a, it's like a Zucker Brothers comedy. So it's like he's like actually being very silly. Uh huh. Um. So I feel like that's where his like sweet spot must be. Yeah. So so writing that line 
and um i'm trying to think of what else like he he he's much funnier like the the things he says are really funny like he's got a lot of like better script it's a better script i feel like they let him riff more he's more comfortable riffing as the character he does a lot of like like drill sergeant sort of comedy like just like whipping out one-liners at people yeah yeah um like doing an arlie army impression yeah 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 And, and and he like he imbues the character with a lot of trauma which is interesting like something that they that you don't really expect to see but you do in this is like he will like occasionally just veer off of like whatever riff he's doing and just like kind of like stare off and just like remember something from war <laughs> oh no so like there's a scene it's one of the ones that i remember so distinctly and i didn't realize how funny it was is he's telling the story of the little engine that could to this little kid uh-huh. uh tiger who's adorable and their relationship is wonderful I think that uh, being a dad has made me a massive pussy because I like I cried <laughs> like, like two oh, or three different no. times from their conversations. <laughs> um, he has like a little kid who he kind of like takes under his wing and whatever. Yeah. Um, but he's telling him the story of the little engine that could. And he's like, at first, he's just like kind of like giving it like a little bit of military flavor because it's just all he knows. Right. Um, so he's just like, he's like, and the little engine that could was carrying a nuclear payload across <laughs> enemy lines. And it was going up the hill and all these attacks were happening, but he just kept chugging along <laughs> and like, and he's telling the story, but then like, as he goes, he's just like, but then, you know, uh, snipers were there and they were shooting at the little engine and then they got Bubba and Bubba stepped on a landmine and he blew <laughs> off his legs and he was looking up at me and he said, pain i don't feel my legs i said bubba they ain't there (laughs) unless you can run on your hands you're not making out of here alive and then they were surrounding us and he's like getting like really like you can see like in his eyes they've just gone empty and he's just like recounting this tale of just like watching his friend die violence (laughs) and realizing that he's surrounded and he's gonna have to fight his way out and like he doesn't think he's gonna make it either and you're just like, oh my god! And you like, you see the kid is just like curled up in his bed, just like, stop telling me the story. <laughs> I don't want to know this. So pretty interesting stuff. I think it's very refreshing how seriously they take the character. Is there and anything else like romance? Or yeah, like- there's a there's a woman there. Yeah, I who- remember that. He like, you know, she's trying to teach him to be more sensitive. He's trying to be like, uh, but I'm actually teaching these boys. There's a lot of like self-improvement-y sort of stuff sure. where he's just like, he's like, you don't realize like my being cruel to them is important because, you know, they're becoming a team and she's like, no, they just hate you. And he's like, that's right. They hate me and yeah. they hate me together. And so <laughs> and they're, they're a becoming a team I'm the of enemy. hating me. <laughs> and then like he proves it right by, by like getting them to do teamwork and whatever, like he like at some point he's like if you go to this other school and fucking steal the trophy from them that we're trying to win like just steal it from them and bring it back to me oh yeah i remember and he's like if you can bring it back to me i'll quit tomorrow and then so they go off on this like black ops mission but you know it doesn't work out the point is it's there's a lot of elements of the story it it all works it's like pretty kind of cute it's pretty cute it all comes together it's um it's written like a movie you know <laughs> unlike like it's it, unlike blank man exactly yeah like stuff leads to stuff there's no like loose threads hanging anywhere it's not a great movie i would not say it's a great movie sure 
it's not the best one that we've watched this month, but it was pretty good. I cool. liked it. Great. Well, let's talk about the movie we came here to talk about. Yes. This week we watched Romy and Michelle's High School Reunion, starring Lisa Kudrow and Mira Sorvino. Yeah. Is that how you say that woman's name? Yeah. A um, uh, really, really talented actor who won the Academy Award the year before this. What? For uh, She was in a Woody Allen movie. She won Best Actress. Oh, I love her. She's fantastic. Uh, she was in a Woody Allen movie the year before this and won an Academy Award. And then the year after this, she went to bat against Harvey Weinstein and got blacklisted from Hollywood and no one ever hired her again. Oh, is that what happened? <laughs> yeah. That's awful. Yeah, it's really fucked. That's terrible. I hate that. Um <laughs> I hate that. I fucking hate that. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I, I was watching this movie and be like, how how did this woman not have like a huge career? I know. Because she's so funny. Um, and apparently, I I don't think I've seen this uh, Woody Allen movie, but um, what, it, what was it? Oh, yeah. She was in Mimic. That's mm-hmm. another thing she's in. Um, Mighty Aphrodite. Oh, right. I definitely haven't seen that one. Yeah, I haven't seen that one. Um, but yeah, apparently blacklisted and uh, hardly works. I mean, it looks like she's in a bunch of stuff, but it's like real, real low budget stuff. Um, anyway, this movie is directed by someone named David Merkin, who um, did a lot of um, weird. He did sort of the reverse thing I did, which is go to school to become an electrical engineer and then become a director. <laughs> um, but he did a lot of like, new heart uh he did the larry sanders show a lot of like tv comedy in the 60s and 70s um didn't do that many movies this was like his first film and then he also did heartbreakers with jennifer love hewitt and sigourney weaver you remember that movie no um and then that's it i think um oh he worked on the simpsons he wrote fifth and sixth seasons yep that's pretty good that's a good era I believe you. <laughs> um, and then the screenplay was by Robin Schiff, who um, I don't know her. I don't think she did much work, but she no. was like a improv. It was basically they were in like a UCB style crew. Uh, all these all these people, um, Lisa Kudrow and Mia Servino and her. And so it's functionally like a thing they were doing on stage mm-hmm. and then had an idea to make this movie, um, make it a movie. And I think it was a bit of, it wasn't a hit, but it was profitable. Yeah. So it was like. Yeah, it's weird. It's one of those movies. I mean, again, we say this all the time, but it's one of those movies that you perceived as a kid as being a big hit. It was a big it movie. Was everywhere. I, to me, it was like Dumb and Dumber, Ace Ventura, Romeo and Michelle. Yeah. Like, it was like all these comedies that were big. You know, you know, it's another one of those that I didn't even remember until just now is The Full Monty. Oh, the full Monty was huge. I thought that was a huge movie. It's not right. It's like I a, don't know. It's Let's... like a small indie British movie. That, yeah, like, right. <laughs> I th- well, actually, that one I know for a fact that one was bigger because they did like a big full Monty joke at the Oscars. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it might have been nominated for like music or something. So, I- I'm pretty sure that one was a little bigger. Oh yeah, this was actually a huge hit. Yeah, that was sort of like a... two hundred and sixty million dollars on a three and a half million dollar budget. <laughs> Woo! That was, a, I think, a, my my big fat Greek wedding type runaway success. Yeah, where yeah, it was yeah, a yeah. small movie from a different country. Oh damn, I'd love to watch that again. We should watch we that should again. Watch hey, that. remind yeah. us to watch that again. Yeah, we'll uh, do <laughs> our next themed month. Will be runaway hit indies. <laughs> 
That's a great idea. We'll actually. do we'll do full Monty. We'll do my big fat Greek wedding. Um, do they have to be comedies? No. Um, it's my life in pink was one. I think maybe I that wasn't that big. Um, anyway, we'll do a little yeah, research. We'll do something. But anyway, so I think this movie was a a, a small success mm-hmm. and a bit of a cult classic. I think. Yeah. Um, I don't. I really don't know. Like in my mind, every person I know growing up. New knows this movie yeah and i hardly meet an adult woman who is compatible in friendship with me who doesn't know this movie yeah like most people are like oh yeah i remember that movie at least they remember it um so i think it was something of a hit but it does seem a little forgotten um i enjoyed it uh, <laughs> yeah, I had a good time watching it. Uh, quick plot recap. Oh, if you uh, what, what I wanted to ask you was, do you remember watching this movie? Oh, of course, yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was a fan. I liked it. I knew girls who liked it. I feel like that's probably how I was introduced to it was from girls. Uh-huh. I, like, distinctly remember, I have a very specific memory of being at a party that was, like, my mom's friend's party, and my mom's friend had a daughter who had like a friend over and they were watching this movie and then they were blasting the thong song. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah. That was a good, that was a good year. (laughs) Yeah. So that's like, that's, that's where these two sit in my memory. Yeah. The thong song by Cisco and this movie. (laughs) But I do, um, I I do remember like, I feel like I had it on VHS. Um, Oh really? Yeah. 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 I remember this movie because it was, I believe rated R. So I don't Mm -hmm. think it was allowed, but I watched it. I think at a sleepover. I think. Yeah, it's a good sleepover movie. And I I this I had a very similar experience with this one as Blank Man where I was like, "Oh, I've seen this many times." Mm-hmm. Like I didn't really remember what happens, and then I was like all of the beats I was like, "Oh yeah, Gene Garofalo does the cigarettes and yeah, oh, they yeah, pre- yeah. they pretend to invent post-its or whatever." Right. Um this movie so the movie premise is Lisa Kudrow is Michelle and Mira Savino is Romy. And they are 20-somethings in Los Angeles. Yeah, 28, because it's their 10-year reunion. Yes. Which is hilarious. Who goes to their 10-year reunion? I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll get there. 20. I, you go to your 20. <laughs> 20 years is when I want to <laughs> see them again. I So it's funny, because I uh, didn't go to high school, so I have a lot of questions. Okay. Um, but we'll get through the premise. The premise is it's they're, they're 28 they live in LA now. Mm-hmm. They have not really done much with their lives since high school. Yeah. Um, they make their own clothes and that's sort of their big thing that they like to do. They're, they're, it's funny because it's not really presented as a passion. It's just a thing that they really like. It's to just do. a thing they do and they've always done. They've always done it. And it's like, and, and in terms of like not doing much with their lives, I want to emphasize that like, this is very familiar like their life when you see it like and it's going to be important to the story going yeah. forward but like the life that they're living is something that will be very familiar to you at home which to, to is literally th- they, everyone listening <laughs> they live in a city and they hang out and they have fun and they have jobs they like there's they don't have a ton of other friends yeah they hang out with each other they're close pals and roommates they go to the club and they do their laundry and they pay their rent and they yeah. go to their jobs. Um, Lisa Kudrow is currently unemployed. Yeah, but it's not it. implied that she's like long-term unemployed or anything like no, that. She, like, she, it's, I think they imply that she just lost her job being a like a, a retail, retail worker yeah. like a, at, a, at the Gap or something. Um, so they're just like normal people. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and she, uh, Romy works at the 
the Jaguar dealership mm-hmm. and um, meets Jean Garofalo there, who also went to high school. And she, she's like, oh, hey, Heather, how are you? And she's like a goth girl. Yeah. And she has invented fast burning paper so that you can smoke a cigarette quickly on your like very, very short break. Which is... Uh, <laughs> I mean, I don't know how many smokers are listening to this. I'm not a smoker anymore, but I will tell you, I, that's I don't opposite. think that's what you want from a cigarette. That's the opposite. <laughs> People smoke American cigarette spirits specifically because they're like, hey, I'm still on my 20 minute smoke break. <laughs> 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 um, <laughs> and it, I, I think I like, I think I was around, I th- saw this in high school. So I, I was around the time I started smoking and I remember being like, what, <laughs> why would you want that? Um, uh, and it is a weird joke. Yeah. Um, if it's a joke, that's another thing we'll get to. Not sure how much of this movie has actual jokes as to just like cute, like situations yeah. and reactions. Um, so, so they find out from her that there's going to be a reunion. She said, "Are you going like, to the ten year reunion? Yeah, in Tucson." Arizona from mm-hmm. that never looks like Tucson even for a not second. even a little bit it um, looks like it's LA. very clearly also <laughs> LA so th- so they find out about the reunion and they're like oh my god we gotta go they're starting to fill out a form that's like a pre-form that lets everybody know what you've been up to and they're realizing they're not really up to very much so yeah. they go through a fun montage where they try to find boyfriends find better jobs figure out how to make themselves look more interesting I think fail. this is actually before the very long mont- back flashback to high school. Oh, right. Where yes. they're in high school. Everyone's exactly the same age, but pretending like they're in high school. Uh-huh. And we find out that Romy and Michelle were huge dorks. Yes. Um, Michelle had like a back brace. Romy uh, was supposedly fat, but it's looks completely fine. Looks exactly the same. But yeah. now she has an eating disorder. Um, and she, Romy or... Yeah, Romy was in love with the jock guy, yeah. whose name I can't recall. Doesn't matter. And they were tormented by the cool girls. Mm-hmm. And um, a couple things happen. They play pranks. Oh, there's like a nerd guy who oh, right. is in love with Michelle. Alan and Michelle Cumming. doesn't care about him. And Janine Garofalo is in love with him. Yeah. Um, and she's still holding a candle for him. We make that pretty clear in the beginning, too. So they fill out these forms. They realize they're not cool. They try to become cool. They fail. So they're like, well, let's just lie. We'll just <laughs> yeah. lie about it and we'll get away with it because who fucking cares? Right. So and they so- they uh, they borrow a, f- a fancy car from a guy at work. Uh, they she go to the thing. pretends to have sex with a guy yeah. uh, for, for, t- for access to his Jaguar that he got on a deal and uh, just to borrow it. Yeah. And then uh, Phoebe, or not Phoebe, uh, <laughs> Michelle... Um, gets clothes that so that make them look like business women because yeah. they're gonna pretend to be business women. They're basically about as like mentally there as the dumb and dumber guys. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they are. Th- it's also worth noting they are extremely dumb. They're it's very, very funny. Like they're good-hearted but very stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, Hilarious accents, by the way. Don't know what accent it's supposed to be. I don't know what accent. Very I- funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, Kudrow is doing like what feels like a sort of regular valley girl thing and Romy is doing the funniest voice i've ever heard a it's woman make so fucking I could, funny I, wanna, I, I really just wanted to hear it forever i wanted to watch a whole movie with Romy just to hear her like order food <laughs> like, um could i get a pizza with 
cheese. And, and everything, <laughs> it feels like everything, it, like the way that her voice sounds is as if you have to like, like pull something to make it go. <laughs> like there's always like a slight delay before every sound that it feels like each thing requires like the turning of a, of a, a thing crank, or something. Yeah. yeah. Incredible. Her performance is amazing. It's really, really something and it, special. And it's funny because Kudrow is very funny in this with her like replying to everything with okay like yeah <laughs> um but she's just so overshadowed by this weird character uh, sorvino has has created yeah uh that i it's it's almost a shame um but they're both great um but so they go to so the they go to the thing. they go to the thing they're pretending to be businesswomen they realize that they need to have some sort of business that they do so oh, yeah, they decide that they <laughs> because they stop at a diner and they're like we're business business women to an old woman who's serving them pie who clearly and she's doesn't like, care what's and your business and they're like uh <laughs> <laughs> so they decide to lie about having invented post-its yeah in, in a very clever scene i think which is that they're like we need something that's like ubiquitous enough that everybody knows it but just nondescript enough that nobody knows who invented it right and which then they're I like don't oh know. post-its perfect right and they're like great and then they're like, how did we think it up? And um, Romy is like, well, I made it up and you said it should be yellow. And then Phoebe is like, or fucking Michelle <laughs> is like, well, that's not fair. Yeah, and that then sucks. They, they get into this weird argument about like how Romy doesn't appreciate Michelle and Mich- thinks Michelle's an idiot. Yeah. And they're like, we're both idiots or whatever. And then they get into like a real argument and they're like, fuck you. We're not going to do this anymore. I'm going to say I invented post-its. You figure it out. <laughs> And then, <laughs> yeah, they're like, we're going to go to the reunion, but we're going to go alone together. And, and yeah. but they both, <laughs> they don't decide who gets to have invented post-its. No, they don't really so talk they, after that because they're just, they're mad at each other. So when they're at the reunion, they are both saying that they invented post-its. Well, yes, but we, we begin a very, very long dream sequence. Which you don't realize at first. For a while, you're like, this movie got really surreal because like... It's so surreal. It's It's very so fucked up. I I don't think I've ever seen a movie do this where they like, (laughs) they get there and then it feels like they're just doing the thing they said where they're, they're, they're lying to people and they're saying, you know... It is a little weird because everyone's dressed in this like pastel color mm-hmm. and they're the only ones wearing black. And it's like, that's weird. And there's just like these little touches. It's almost Lynchian. Yeah. And, and it's like. And it just gets weirder as it goes. That's because right. Because it's like. Because it, Michelle is like, I actually invented post-its and I, I didn't invent the post-its, but I invented the glue. And they're like, well, how did you invent the glue? And they like really on her. And then she like knows everything about glue all of well, a sudden. Well, so what I thought was happening there, I was still, I was still thinking it was real at that point. I thought she was just like making up some bullshit. Like I thought she was just like yeah, saying yeah. words that sounded like glue. Because it's convincing. Like, like she's like oxycodone. You know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. She's like, you have to, you have to make the adhesive something, something, something. And yeah. then it, you know, turns into glue. And, <laughs> and then, uh, it get, uh, a Billy, her uh, Romy's crush is there and is like, wow, you're amazing. You look so good. Yeah. Let's make out. And like it starts working out for them. And but it's like it's not a perfect situation because they're still mad at each other. Right. And then like when it really was like I was like, oh, right. This is not real is when she gets into Sandy's. Um, Sandy uh, is the nerd Alan, guy. Alan Cumming. Alan Cumming. So Alan Cumming shows up uh, in like a stretch limo. 
and he's like he's like i he bought had, myself a new face with my first million it's alan coming in like weird we- weird makeup it <laughs> just looks insane right he looks like you know what he looks like is um in atlanta in the episode <laughs> where um where uh donald glover is the white guy yeah yeah when yeah. he like puts on the white guy makeup and he's like the <laughs> weird like wheelchair dude yeah or he kind of looks like the villain in the mask when he puts on the mask yes but yes not yes green um, so fucking bizarre looking and then the other surreal thing no here. but the the most surreal thing is when the fat girl oh floats up to the top <laughs> of the car that's weird but the thing that i clocked in this scene where i was like something's off is um the the cars are sitting in the valet area they never left the valet area oh yeah um, they keep just being there yeah um it's so fucking weird it's really weird and it's it's at this, I, the, the point where it tipped me off was when the fat girl who has, like, always been told Heather's telling her to fuck off just, like, floats into the screen uh, through the skylight. Yeah. And she's like, it's time to crown the king and queen. Come on, guys. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, oh, it's time. And I was like, oh, right. It's a dream. And because I've seen this movie a bunch. Yeah. But I really did forget until that moment. I was like, this movie is so weird. <laughs> um, and it's like the fact that it's an extended, like, 15 minute long dream sequence uh isn't less weird yeah it's yeah, yeah. still really insane. it's a very weird choice and, and then so they like i don't remember what happens at the they're ceremony cr- but they're they, crowned that it's a tie that they're the most changed it's oh like yeah most changed for the better since, <laughs> since high, school high school award and it's a tie between both of them and they go up there with their respective dates yeah but they're still mad at each other and then we jump 40 years later and they're old and they're in old age makeup. And, yeah. f- and Michelle is like, I want to tell Romy, I'm sorry. And she like calls her on her like FaceTime. Vi- vid- yeah, yeah. She FaceTimes her and she's like, Hey Romy. She's like, I'm on my deathbed. And she's like, yeah, I just want to say sorry. She's like, as long as you say I'm the Martha or whatever. I don't know oh, what they're referencing. The, oh, it's a, the, um, Rhoda and, um, Mary Tyler Moore. Oh, okay. I think I right? don't, I don't actually know. The Mary, yeah, the Mary and the Rhoda. Yeah, yeah, she's yeah. like, I'm say I'm the Mary. So Mary Tyler like, no, Moore I'm was the, the star, and then Rhoda got the spin off. Right, and so it it jumps to the fucking that period, and then they're still arguing. They haven't seen each other in forty years, and then smash cut to Michelle waking up in the car. Yeah, and they're there, and she's like, I had a bad dream. <laughs> <laughs> um, so now we're actually at it, but she's sort of imbued with the fact that like none of this is gonna matter. If we're not friends anymore. Yeah. And that's sort of the main takeaway of the movie. It kind of all goes the way you'd think it really would go in real life and not... A little bit. There are definitely some like... It's still silly. Yeah. So like they they get in and the reality is that um, uh, Billy is married to the cool girl. Uh, She's pregnant. She's had a couple kids already. Um, and, And they're just as bitchy as they were in high school. And so Romy lies about inventing post-its and then janine garofalo calls her out instantly because she knows the paper industry because that's her thing that she invented right she's like no you didn't and she's like well who did and she's like art whatever from the 3m corporation uh and then they she's she's called out um michelle is i don't remember failing in a different way Um, yeah i don't think anything really that substantial happens with her she's just sort of walking around and they meet a girl who's from their school who became like the editor of Vogue. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, Oh, we love Vogue. Um, and, sh- and so they basically both realize that th- after they get called out, 
Michelle they get called Co- out twice. They get called out in like a much more public way too, which is extremely whack. Uh, yeah. And then they're like, you know what? This is fucking stupid. Like, why are we trying to pretend to be something else? Yeah, you guys suck. We don't actually like you. Yeah, it's like it's it's extremely lame to be uh, a mom in Tucson. We should be ourselves. So let's just be ourselves. And so they go out and they do a wardrobe change into uh-huh. their cool clothes. They come back in and they're just like, fuck you guys. And they start dancing. Yeah. And, and then the the editor of Vogue is like, Oh, the, the the mean girl's like that looks stupid. You're stupid, and then the editor of Vogue is like, actually, it's really cool. Yeah, actually, it's sick. And I, everyone's like, Vogue said it's sick. <laughs> <laughs> they're sick. Romeo and Michelle is cool, and then they're like, oh, and then Heather uh, Sandy comes, um, and in a helicopter, in a helicopter, and he is rich and still in love with Michelle. Yeah, but he doesn't have like the stupid face. He just looks like regular Alan Cumming, yeah. and he's like, I'm super rich, but I don't have you, and I've always wanted you i love you yeah and she's like oh and so then they like hook up together they fly away in a helicopter no 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 oh sorry they have a dance sequence that is right the funniest thing i've (laughs) ever seen in my life i did not stop laughing from the moment the dance sequence starts because it is a choreographed it's a choreographed weird like interpretive dance thing that they're doing that like it's I can't tell you how long it is. It's like, so Because he says, like, may like I have this dance? full minutes. And then Michelle is like, okay, can Romy dance too? <laughs> and he's like, okay, sure. And it's just, it goes on. It has, like, sections. It has, like, <laughs> this whole, like, dramatic structure to right. it. I Like, I wish this was a, vi- like, I wish it was a video medium so we could be playing this over us talking right now. It's so good. Y- you just have to watch this movie. You it's, gotta watch it. This scene is worth it just <laughs> on its own. <laughs> yeah, it's very funny. And then they're like, we win the high school reunion, basically. Yeah. And we fly away fly with away in Sandy, the helicopter. Uh, who basically came just to see if Michelle was going to be there. Yeah. And, like, seemingly, and, like, had no other interest in this yeah, event whatsoever. Yeah, he's been pining <laughs> for this bitch for a long time, for no reason. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Heather um, is, you know, she was still in love with Sandy, but she's like, whatever, he doesn't love me. She goes out to smoke a cigarette. And Justin Thoreau is there, who... Is like a cowboy guy who's just been like tormenting her or but whatever. Unclear how? Like he's just around and she's like, fuck you, stop looking at me. No, he's like degrading to her because every time she's out there smoking and she's like, can I have a light? And he like doesn't say anything. He flicks his cigarette at her. And, and Oh, yeah. And so she has to always light it off of his cigarette and it's demeaning. Oh, yeah. And then he does it again and she's like, fuck you, you fucking freak. What is fucking wrong with you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but the other thing from here is that um, the, but then they do the jock up. guy is like, oh, right, is like, hey, Romy, like we should fuck, you know, like, she's you, like you're married. And he's like, yeah, but whatever. Like, I'm not happy in my marriage. And like, I don't even know if the new kid is mine. He's like and, puking like, and yeah. drunk. And he's like a shitty guy. <laughs> and he's just like clearly like doing that thing that dudes do where they're just like, hey, like you had a crush on me at some point. I can exploit that right now. <laughs> yeah, I would love to get pussy from somebody I barely know. Um <laughs> Yeah, and and so she's like, "Hey, why don't you go get naked and wait for me?" And then he's like, "All right, I will." And then she like gets on the helicopter and fucks okay. off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then uh, we cut to I guess some a year later or something. Yeah, something they've like opened that. the Vogue lady has like put her stamp of approval. They've opened Romeo and Michelle the store. Yeah, they got like the money from the rich guy. Right, because now she's married to a billionaire or whatever, and they start a store, and Janine Garofalo buys a dress from them, and they're kind of friends now, Yeah. Um, and everybody basically lives happily ever after, Yep. and that's the movie. Um, So what did you think about it? 
I love it. I loved it. I loved it. It's It's great. It's not a great movie, but it's a really fun time. And it's like, it's much more, it's much more bizarre than I remember. It's It's so much stranger. It's it's really interesting because there was this specific time where 90s comedies were weird. Yeah. Like, no one really cared because it was just a comedy if it had a story. And I blame entirely. Uh, Judd Apatow for this. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, now it has to have a meaning, and there's got to be saying something, and there's yeah. got to be heartfelt moments, and there's like got to be real stakes. Um, but like things like this, and Half Baked, and How High, and just like uh, Night of the Roxbury, like all mm-hmm. the SNL stuff. It, the thing that cl- most reminds me of the, is Night of the Roxbury. It's just like shit happening for no reason, yeah. but to be funny. Um, and it's weird because it it has this weird pace and and sense of timing to it where nothing really feels like a joke it's just insane Mm -hmm. (laughs) uh and weird and makes you laugh um and i liked that about it because it felt like i was just watching somebody's like dream of a movie yeah um so i mean it's not you know the acting is really good and funny by romeo michelle Mm -hmm. um i love jenny garofalo Garofalo. i will always love her i'm she's very close to my heart I love her in everything she's been in. She deserves more praise, I think. Um, and she's great in this. Yeah. Um, it's funny because she's she. When you first meet her, I felt like she was phoning it in, mm-hmm. and then like, <laughs> she's like, "Didn't you still have a thing for Sandy?" And she's like, "I loved him," and like yeah. starts to put on her like it Oscar is, yeah, face. It's, it's quite a. It is quite a different thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's like turning around to like the the line she's in. She's like, "It's different." I love that. Yeah, when she's turning around to the lady behind her. Like, she doesn't care. Uh, uh, there's like a ton of little... Really good, really good performances from absolutely everybody in this, basically. Yeah, um, yeah this movie is also more baffling to me because I don't know what a high school reunion is. Uh-huh. I've never been invited to one. I didn't go to high school. Right. So, like, have you been to one? No, is no, that no, a I thing? Been to a reunion, um, I feel like my sense is that, like, you know, you you do them on the fives, presumably, right? Where I would it's assume like, the tens. I, I it feels like five the, years. So that's the thing, right? <laughs> is it's like it, fives or tens, either way. I mean, it's like ten years doesn't feel like it's enough time has passed that I would give a shit. Like right. ten years after high school, like I know I still knew people when I was twenty eight. Like I still like if I had a party at my house. Like there were people I knew from, from high, high school, school who would probably be you there. have been in the you're in the rare, maybe not rare, but you're in the sort of alien to me thing where you like are lived in the same general s- region. general city that yeah that uh, you went to high school in, whereas uh, I didn't go to high school and I don't know any of those people anymore. I yeah. mean, like <laughs> I literally am in contact with like one person, and they still live in L.A. Mm-hmm maybe two or like a couple, but like the whole, my whole graduating class was, I think eight kids. Yeah. So (laughs) there's no, there's no high school reunion. I mean, if we did, we would just like go to dinner or something. Right. There'd be no party. I, I assume that people still do these, but I never got invited to anything. So I, I don't know. I truly have no idea. Right. And I, when I was young, I assumed it was like, kids who went to high school the school did it or something Mm -hmm. like there was like 
funding from somebody because they're always in like in movies they're always in hotels or like some large event or in like the gymnasium right but i don't know anybody whose school has like been proactively doing reunions right because you'd have you'd have like every you'd have one every year like multiple a year and it would just be like a whole thing i think like people from the class do it or used to right yeah it's like somebody who like stuck around or whatever would like go and look everybody up i imagine yeah and like send them a letter or something yeah it seems very bizarre um to do i feel like i would be interested in going to a 20 year yeah but not really actually like the more i think about it the more i'm just like i don't really care though like can you think of one person who'd be like i would oh, really sure. know there's like people i definitely would would be interested to see what they're up to but like there's no guarantee that that person's going to be there right that's really the problem is like you can't really guarantee that everyone's <laughs> going to be there and like what if i show up and it's all just the jack offs that i don't like <laughs> and i don't really care what they're up to and i barely remember their names right. you know like there's people who i can like picture their face and i'm like i don't really remember their name though right and who cares who they're cares? just a stranger yeah <laughs> um so it's a bizarre thing and it it's a really interesting, like, I think it must be, like, a small, like, specific. I was asking my boyfriend about this because he went to school in, in Ann Arbor. Mm-hmm. And, like, the school that he went to was so big that every time I ask him questions, like, was there, like, cliques? Was there, like, the goths and the jocks and the nerds and the stuff? He's yeah. like, no. Like, it's not like that. Like, it was such a big school. It was just, like, there was lots of people. Uh-huh. And you had friends and you had, you know. No one ever bullied me or like, you know, I never bullied anybody. Like, yeah, like his experience of high school was going to school and like hanging out with friends sometimes. There were I mean, my school had cliques like, yeah, my graduating class wasn't that big. We were a pretty small school, but like I'm trying to remember, like, I think it was maybe like the whole school together was about 400 people. Oh, my God. So I think a graduating class would have been like around 100 yeah so like i knew basically basically everybody. everybody like i wouldn't say that like i was friends with everybody or that i'd ever had like full conversations with everybody but i feel like at the time i would have been able to have like pointed out a person and been like that person's in my class right but that i think is the kind of school that all of these movies and tv shows like freaks and geeks yeah, yeah, yeah. and all the john hughes stuff is like doing is mm-hmm. like smaller under a thousand kid schools yeah where there are these sort of like weird small town sort of like cliques that form um but a lot of people well some people didn't go to high school at all like myself and some people a lot of people went to schools that are like two thousand kids right and it's just like well there's no real cliques it's like tons of different (laughs) like well there's like yeah like micro cliques where like i mean even in my school though i mean it was a small school but there was like you know there was like goth kids but then there was like singular goth kids and there was like they didn't hang and out they with the weren't other. with the other goth kids <laughs> and then there was like you know there was like a a group of like emo kids but i didn't fucking hang out with them i thought they were all fucking losers <laughs> <laughs> i was into like probably the same music they were into for the most part but, but they were not nice people or just generally- no i thought they were fucking losers they were just like cringy like you know fucking ufo pants wearing you know ufo you remember the ufo pants the big pants oh i always think of those as the trip pants yeah yeah, yeah it's the same idea oh, oh. Uh, that was what the emo kids of yeah, my like, school wore really like mall goth stuff uh-huh yeah, yeah. it was a very like crossovery sort of a look among them no, my my. Yeah, good, I mean, I wore both of those things. <laughs> my 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 friends were. Uh, <laughs> I'm just remembering this now. Uh, one of my one of my good friends who I hung out with was uh, 
was a communist kid who was really into 80s hip-hop and so he wore like an adidas tracksuit and a four-finger <laughs> ring that was in yiddish and then he became hasidic oh, no. he became hasidic after what? uh after high school yeah that's he, crazy he got really 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 spiritual and and jewish and he just like <laughs> he has a farm now where they just like Oh, they, he's they, like he's like not the Brooklyn Hasid. Like he's like the slightly more. No, he's like a modest guy who's sort of like just weird. Like he he he's runs, like an Orthodox. Yeah, he runs a, a farm upstate where they grow garlic and teach kids about communism in Yiddish. That is kind of cool. <laughs> I, I I can kind of respect that. Um, yeah. So this movie is pretty baffling. Yeah. For many reasons. But also for to me because I just don't have any like frame of reference for this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um. And it's weird that there's people who are like that this because I think that this like sort of resonates with some people who like went to high school and like there's like some sort of like sense of like, well, it's just about like being close to people you care about and like, yeah, not worrying about like and sort of like this like healing thing that happens when you're at a certain age where like you realize like you have like a lot of hang ups when you're young about like who's cooler than you who's less cool than you like who you're friendly with who you're not friendly with like and there's this moment where like janine garofalo is like i made your life hell that's great like she realizes because she thought she was the bottom (laughs) of the of the ladder but there's this like moment that happens when you're a little older when you realize that like cool is this relative thing that goes infinitely in any direction yeah (laughs) and like there's no coolest person there's no best person there's no smartest person like none of this shit exists like you're only ever comparing yourself to other people and like that doesn't get you anywhere. And so yeah. you come to the realization and you're, you're free. Yeah. You're finally free. You can just do whatever you want. Yeah. Be the kind of person you want to be and have a morality based on like ethics and not hurting people. And yeah. Stuff. Um, so it's got a cute little message too. Um, and it's, very entertaining and very funny. So I definitely recommend it. Yeah, I definitely it's a recommend cute, really it. cute movie. I think it's good for anybody who's like probably just out of like it's a I think it's a great movie to watch in high school or mm-hmm. like in college. Um, but additionally to that, I think just at like just as a straight up comedy, like, yeah, it's just worth watching. I mean, it's so weird. It's, it's so bizarre. surreal. Like, I love it. It's really cool. It has cool like Wes Anderson uh, opening sequence too, where like yeah. all the, like their names are stitched into tags and stuff. Really mm-hmm. like fun little decisions throughout the whole movie. Um, nicely directed. Seems like everybody got blacklisted yeah. <laughs> um, for being too cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Janine Garofalo is famously also like kind of. Yeah, I don't know what seems she did. To, seems to have been like put on some sort of list. She must have been because she. I mean. Yeah, she w- seemed like in the 90s, like she was like top of the world for like that type of actor, for that type yeah. of comedian. Like it seemed like she had a long career ahead of her. And then out of nowhere, she stopped being in stuff. And then now she like headlines bringer shows. Like it's really depressing. Yeah, yeah. And she like kind of in like a p- tried to be a political pundit for a little while. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I don't know. But at least she got to make a nice little movie. Mm hmm called Romeo Michelle's High School Reunion. I really liked it. Yeah. Cool. So thanks for listening to the show. This has been Generation Loss. Um, if you'd like to hear more of our show, go to patreon.com slash generation loss where you will find 
Uh, weekly bonus episodes. You can hear all the ones we've ever done, mostly about the movie news, sometimes about seasons of The Sopranos, which I'm being forced to watch, uh, and other things like genres and large, big, more wide scope takes uh also you we, you can hang out in the discord with us uh and we will show the movie we are going to talk about on the sunday before it comes out um which is very legal and very cool very thank you for Pfeiffer for doing that please follow us on twitter and stuff and we will see you next time see you next time Bye bye